All right. Um, first 15 minutes, there is no video, but we will be on in 15 minutes. I messed up and didn't press record, so just uh, stick around. I guess you're recording now. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we can do that. Thanks, Larry. All right. <laughs> Welcome, Commander Smith. We are the Commander Smith. I am Adam Smith. I don't know. I why. was not. I, I am Lowry Smith. I don't know why I did it. Uh, don't worry. We're cousins. I don't know why I, I did it. I thought you were mocking me. No, I, I fucked it. That was, that was stupid. Right. Uh, episode <laughs> 1193. Uh, yeah. what we, we're, just, we're just using the tips slightly. We're just, just using ah. the tips because I think ah. it's another just the tips episode, right? Isn't that what we're doing today? what are we doing just the tips <laughs> uh oh so i don't think we specified which what we named it we're doing uh, a double cast tonight so oh, i don't yeah. know if we specified which, which one one's first on okay first arch enemy is first arch enemy is okay. first okay all right so we're doing arch enemy today discussion discussion we're going to talk about basically what um when it's proper to become the arch enemy how to maybe not become the arch enemy because the yeah. hardest thing when you're in a four-person game is becoming the arch enemy too early when you have no way to not die. Yeah. Be Lowry. Is that what you're doing? Pointing to yourself. <laughs> your, your arch. If, if me and you are in a game, your arch enemy, just right. Well, just to say every game that you start, you are arch enemy. <laughs> like that's For some what, reason, yeah. I'm not even that good. I can, I can then admit to that. If I'm in a game and you're not there, I'm arch enemies, but People just, I think they think my face Which is nicer. Like I'm just seem, I'm be, a sweeter guy is what it is. I think you should be arch enemy before me when we're in the same game. That's not what happens though. I, I think what happens there what is happens, but it you get, you get bitter and you come at me. You come at me, bro. Cause you're like <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking, oh, I have to I say, know. uh, play games this last weekend at number twos. Hey, number two. Uh, oh, I have that button ready. Actually. Hey, number two. Uh, we played at his house for in real life games. Uh, number two brought up the, uh, pumpkin milking again. <laughs> milking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a good joke. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> Cause the I think I talked cream. about, yeah. Pumpkin cream. Yeah. Cause I think I was talking about, Oh, the boys carve pumpkins. And he's like, Oh, is that that? Oh no. It's cause I was drinking pumpkin beer. That's what it was. And uh... <laughs> so do you know, this is going to sound really weird and out of context or whatever, well, but that's how this all went too. this that's weekend. That's how this whole. Thing do you remember what my bottle opener was from college that I still have to this day that has followed me to my all my houses? It's very unique and weird. No. It's different. It's a weird, different bottle opener. Like, is it a dick? No. Is it a, it's not no. a dick. <laughs> You'd remember that if it was a do dick. Do you have do you have like a Prince Albert that it's you're a, able it's to a, just like pop it's it? a food. It's a, it looks like a food. Do you remember oh, now? The donut. Yes. I know the donut. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 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 The donut. So yeah. my uh, new neighbor, Tom, I brought him with to number twos. Okay. Hey, number two. Uh, and he's learning magic. So this is like the third person that we've been teaching uh commander to in the last year and change. Anyways, I've hung out at his place mm -hmm. a couple times. I've been teaching him there, and I bring my donut with because I've been drinking the Samuel Adams. This is the longer, longer story. It is. But anyways, he's we're there, and we're a bunch, around a bunch like ten people or whatever. And he's like, "Hey, has anybody else's anybody else seen Adams donut? <laughs> donut? 
anybody else seen Adam's donut hole? And I was like, dude, <laughs> you're not supposed to tell everybody about that. It's like just way out of context. It just sounded like he was talking about my buttholes. I was like, uh-huh. that's supposed to be between me and you're you, relatively Tom. relatively new neighbors <laughs> yeah. at this point. Asking about the donut yeah. hole. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, but yeah, it's so we not got, chocolate. It's not a chocolate <laughs> choc- donut hole. It's not a chocolate starfish, which is the uh, donut holes are delicious, by the way. But like, yeah. a- as a pastry, mm-hmm. not not a butt. <laughs> not, <laughs> way to click. As I a mean, pastry, just not as a butt. <laughs> not as a butt. <laughs> right? Right? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I've never tried that either. All right. Let's uh what are you drinking <laughs> for trying things? What are you trying with uh, that isn't a donut hole? I guess I'm gout back to in a can here again. Yeah, we'll see how tomorrow goes. Uh, Modest Brewing Company. Uh this is half believing time. It's an apricot caracara orange cherry fruited berliner. Um it was pretty good. I like it. I don't love it? it, but I, I like it. It's uh Do you want some more of it? You like it, you love it. Do you want some more of it? You've tried no. something I don't I know mean, how the rest of the I'm on goes, my second one and I have a third in the hopper, but I <laughs> I mean it's good. It's good. We do have a second podcast. It's if you guys tune in for next week, it might be a little I'm, spicy. <laughs> more than likely I'll be an asshole. <laughs> my, yeah. Oh yeah, damn it. Gonna get drunk Lowry out here and he's gonna pick on me. Oh boy. Uh I am drinking a Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Uh it has golden honey ale scribbled out. But then it's put in there. Pumpkin. Look at that picture though. Yeah, that's a dope pick. Yeah. So this one's like almost that. gone. I'll probably bring the or drink the second one. I have another Is that a good one? Do you have yeah, you it's like actually pretty... all the pumpkin ones? Like or are there I, some? I dig them. Like, eh. Well, so this is okay. the second one I've had. So I had the Samuel Adams one from last week or whatever. Okay. And so this, this is the second, second ever pumpkin. Yeah, and it's it's pretty good. I like that little spice, and that's okay. how I, I like my coffee creamer with the pumpkin spice. I like this time of year. I'm that guy that likes the crazy pumpkin everything. You are pumpkin, so pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. Basic. It's crazy. So uh, I have like four other different kinds, and those will probably be on the next podcast, and be a little bit of sloppy at that point. Hmm. All right, so I think since we have a double cast, we probably shouldn't dilly dally too much, right? Dilly dally, we're not gonna. You want to get into the yeah tags? Yeah, tags. All right, so where is my tag sheet? It is everybody's fucking savants have been so tough lately, like. That takes, yeah. That's taken forever. <laughs> so let's just. Yeah, number two is like uh, at his house was like I really loved staple verses this week, but damn, you got to shorten up those damn savants. I was like, well, it's because of you fuckers. You guys are giving us hard, hard uh, random yeah. cards, and so I have to try to figure out a way to get Lowry to guess this stuff. And it's just uh, it's tough, man. But the savant is pulling through. All right, you guys can become a patron like one of our new patrons that we got this week. We have a new patron, and we won't have one next week because it's double cast, like I said. Yeah. But this week, we have... Okay, I'm going to try to do this. Here we go. Get the kid can't even read button first. All right, Jake Zawicki. I think that's how you'd say it. Zwicky Zawicki. You going to do it? Kid can't even read? Or we want me to do my stuff first? Uh, it's starting to... You rubbed the button. Hang on, hang on. Before you do the kid can't even read. Kids, or Jake Zwicky. Welcome to a 
meat forest. That sounds like a fairy tale of a meat forest. Welcome, buddy. You made it. I, I'm going <laughs> to just say that you said it right. All it's right. fine. All right, cool. It's fine. Sorry, Jake. Uh, you can also become a patron like Jake and donate a dollar or more to uh, the to Patreon. Uh, that gets you into the Discord, all the chat and some games and all that fun stuff, but just chatting, deck building, whatever, just everything. It's all over the place. We have about 30 channels on there of different things. All sorted. From somebody on the Discord said, welcome to the chillest Discord. Oh, yes, that was uh, also and We said, are the chillest. Yep. <laughs> we are so chill. Uh, but it's also a Discord where you, if you become a patron, you can... Uh, actually kind of maybe save yourself money if you like proxies because if you're five dollars or more you can get proxies including if you get to ten dollar level the uncommon level i think this is where it is we have common uncommon rare and mythic yeah we're so original we went with like the rarities it's fucking unique and shit well we're magic based <laughs> yeah. i think it works yeah but the that's uncommon a, level a lot better than our original like title name yeah and stuff like that where we would have to like yeah it was. Are you talking about like our podcast title names? Yeah, yeah where it was yeah. every where we description would come out of with titles, and it all had to be. Like, it was really bad. Rhyming or just... oh yeah, that is. <laughs> but so uncommon or higher gets you foils potentially. You can choose from that. We have changed the rules on that, where uh, you can pick any proxy from proxy of the week uh, if you're on one of those tier levels. Also, if you're $100 or more, we will start to, I promise, it's just timing-wise, I got to get this built, uh, but we'll be doing shout-outs and being in a podcast for YouTube and stuff. So that is the free way to support us. If you go to YouTube, you jump over there, That just jump over there, subscribe. That's all you got to do. Watch our videos. That'd be the next nice thing to do. And then the other thing is like them, like uh, Lowry's Curated MTG. Oh, Lowry's showing some skin what? tonight. Yeah, I was buttoning it up, and I was like, <laughs> like I'll just bring it down. That's the you only get that if you watch the YouTubes, and you only get curated if you watch the YouTubes. And curated as of today, what was that? It's a I like this card a lot. Uh, it's going to be Elephant Grass, which is an old enchantress uh, legacy staple, but it's one green enchantment, and black creatures can't attack you, and other creatures have to pay two to attack you, and it has cumulative upkeep one. One. So, it's really cool in those green decks. Uh, very unique Dude, for green. I don't even and think I have it in Daryl. Like, I need it in Daryl. Like, it stops all the... Because like, the mean, zombies. No, but look at that. Oh, They're black. That's a really good it point. It stops the zombies completely. So I was just like, why is this not <laughs> in Daryl? Wow. Like, that just yeah. makes no sense to be in there. The zombies. Yeah, and then you get kind of a... And that deck's meant to have a lot of mana. Like, you're getting a lot of mana in that. You're doing a lot of... Uh, playing, it's playing instance that if I don't have to de- kill the zombies, I can go fetch land, you know, mono ramp and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm for sure putting that in a, in a, that deck, but it's just a good way to have what a propaganda in green in a way, yep. you know? Yep. So that's a fantastic card. All right. So check out those videos. It's curated MTG. The biggest thing on those is you like them. Uh, you can also interact with us on there. There's a lot of interaction on those actually. Uh, we can say comments and all that stuff. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of, and then a thumbs up. I like that. Uh, another video you guys can check out there is the Proxy Time live videos. I do those on Sundays, typically 7.30. Probably not this week because it is Halloween. I'll be taking the boys trick-or-treating and all that. We'll probably be back, so it depends. We'll see how much candy they're all on and all that stuff. They do. Yeah. So, do they allow but, you to be, like, are you going to take them out past dark? 
Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, you don't even have like a real block. What? Like, you, like you're just up and down. There's all kids here. So, but yeah, the funny go, thing is. You go like to five, five houses and it's like a. It's a like a half a mile. Yeah, right. Well, the other part of it is I think all the families that have kids were all like going together as a big group. So it's like, well, you can't really go to those houses because you're with them. So I don't know. Anyways, curated, MT- not curated, proxy time of the week. Proxy time live Sundays at 730. Last week was part two of Stranger Things. So that was actually Will and Mike. And Mike was fantastic. I made the the text box look like it was the table. So I angled that crap. That was, I, I had the I was, had the thought to do it and I'm glad it worked out. So check out that video. I'll probably be doing a short on that. Maybe we'll see. Uh, and then actually the next week will probably be, we have one more week of Stranger Things stuff and then that'll be all done. So uh, other videos are the podcasts. Like you can see us there. That is probably the best way to watch us is on the podcast right there. And then you can also check us out on Twitter where you can see us post all this stuff, the voting for stuff, cards, switcheroos, beers, everything. That's where we'll do Twitter, and then no yeah, one interacts with us. I love Twitter. <laughs> no one interacts with all the stuff we put out, but we put it out there anyways. No, we, I mean. Well, people interact. Ryan W. likes liking everything that yes. we put out. Yes, and that I makes us feel good. That is, yes. Actually, yeah, there's, there's, there's enough out there. Yeah. We, we appreciate all that out there. So we won't be leaving Twitter, even though we uh, said if you did stuff on there, we could go do Insta, but it just, we didn't have any. <laughs> All right. And then you can direct messages there, or you can shoot us an email at Commander Smiths. And that is probably the best way. Uh, I'm trying to make this go smoothly into this. That is probably the best way to send the Stump the Smith Savants or direct message me on Discord if you're a part of the Discord. But if you're not... Like our first person on Stump the Smith Savant, which is not a patron and is not a part of the Discord. This is just a listener that sent it in. So let's hit this. It's time for everyone's favorite game show, Stump the Smith Savant. I love how you had to wipe your face there. Like I think every time when I hit that button, you go... All this right. is my time to it's, just like it's game time. Uh, get in the get in the mindset. get in the mode. All right. Yeah. If you don't know how this game works, I am going to read the flavor text of a card. Lowry is going to try to guess the card by asking yes or no questions. Every yes, he will hear this. Hello, boobies. Every no, you'll hear this. Wrong, 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 wrong. He will only have five no wrong guesses. I should say. Uh, you will get he will get three up to three clues uh, and what else? Oh, the cards have to be in over five thousand EDH rec decks. And if you stump Lowry at this moment, we are still on. I think this is third week at this point. So this is the prize. It is the Tafiri from uh, Midnight Hunt, uh, full alt art version alt there. Art. Yep, alt art, full art right there. So that is on the line. And this week, our, like I said, non-patron, this is only the second time this has happened with uh, this bit, uh, but our non-patron is Mark Thompson. And this is the flavor text of this card. All right. It's wide-reaching roots draw more than water. It's wide-reaching roots draw more than water. 
Okay, so more than likely this is a plant of some type, I want to say. Uh, like a tree, but for some reason it totally wants me to say like carpet of flowers. Um, it's wide reaching. <laughs> is Adam making any? <laughs> no reaction. I'll just pull my hat that. down. Uh, Can't see my face. <laughs> uh, it's so, wide reaching roots draw more than water. So normally I ask for a clue at this point, but like. This super feels green to me. So, is this card green? Hello, boobies. All right. So, we know it's green. Wow. I guess <laughs> before it... even getting a clue, I think that's yeah, a first. It's for a while since we started giving away shit. Um, <laughs> it also doesn't seem like a creature. It's probably an enchantment. Larry, can I pause you for a second? What? Can I tell you one thing I didn't do? What? You ready? <laughs> no! That's all right. We're going to keep going. The first part That's of this good. podcast is going to, we're going to do a little bit that we're going to say the first 15 minutes of the podcast, you will not see our faces because Adam forgot to hit recording in progress and then we will continue. So that's where we are. In the <laughs> I had a lot of good bits there. Yeah, that's I know. Fine. I said a lot of things and we pointed at things and I <laughs> showed this card YouTube. that you can win it's and all not, this. It's not for the YouTubes anymore. 15 minutes. You don't get it, guys. <laughs> I just realized right, that when right. I was looking at the recording, I'm like, oh, shit. All right. Anyways, uh, go ahead. So what were you saying? <laughs> it's probably an enchantment, but I will hear a, uh, a clue first, please. Okay. The art or the picture of this card features eyes and a tree or multiple trees, but really it's specifically one. So that makes me feel like it's a, a tree folk more than likely. I mean, it's not going to be redwood tree folk or anything. Let's see here. <clears throat> So maybe it went back over to a creature, you know, I was saying, I, I, you know, I still don't think it's, I, I still don't think it's a uh, sorcery or instant at this point. We definitely know that it's green is okay. Asking a question. Is this a, um, is this a permanent card? Hello boobies. Okay. So it is either a creature or enchantment. Uh, second clue. Uh, the main feature of this card is better with the more colors you play. Hmm. I should say, not that you play, but are in play. That's how I should have worded it. The main feature of this card is better with the with more colors in play. There we go. That that's worded better. Hmm. Can't believe we went 15 minutes without fucking recording video. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um I was quality control on that. Okay, uh so this gets better with the more colors that we have in play. Um that is a good one. Can I hear the uh, the flavor text again? 
It's, it's wide reaching roots draw more than water. More than water. Draw more than water. Um. And then. So it's it's more than likely it's a green tree folk that gets better with the more colors you have in play. And it definitely feels like more of a creature at this point rather than an enchantment. <clears throat> Let's try and narrow this down a little bit. Is this a creature card? Hello, boobies. All right. All right guesses so far. Is so like the next the next leap that I do I just want to say is it a tree folk card? That's is okay, yeah, I'll ask that. Is this uh creature type a tree folk? Hello boobies! Right. <laughs> so it's a green tree folk that gets better with the more colors you have? Uh, I'll I'll take uh I'll take that third clue. This card is in twenty five thousand EDH rec decks and has only seen one printing that comes most recently from Throne of Eldraine. Can you repeat that? This is in twenty five thousand EDH rec decks. Has oh. only one printing, which comes from Throne of Eldraine. No, okay. I was going to say Nyx Bloom Ancient for a second there, but that's an elemental and not on throne. Not in throne. So, clues again. Picture features eyes on a tree, or eyes and a tree. Uh, the main feature of this card is it gets better with the more colors you have in play. Uh, and then is in 25,000 EDH rec decks and has only seen one printing that comes from Throne of Eldraine. Uh, you have guessed it is a green card. It is a tree folk. It's obviously a permanent because you got it. It's a tree folk. And that is where we are at. 25,000 decks? 25,000 coming from Throne of Eldraine. It should just be like super obvious now. Um, twenty five thousand decks. Yes, in, in like two year span. Yeah, it's a lot. So it's, that's a lot. It's a lot. That's a that's a staple. So what? I'm going to open up one of my beers here. Night Owl Pumpkin Ale is my next beer. Who? That was a good one, Larry. And speaking of, since I talked about the donut before. The donut. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't have video oh at the time I talked about it before. Goodness. So. It's a tree folk? All right. Let's see how this one tastes. Night owl. Ooh. That one's really pumpkin-y. It's like a pumpkin pie. I don't like pie. But I like that. It's pretty good. All right. So it's wide reaching roots draw more than water. It's from Throne of Eldraine in 25,000 EDH rec decks. Only printed there. 
we have it as a tree folk. We have it as a green card. It gets better with more colors on the bat. Or the main feature of this card is it's better with more colors on the battlefield. And then the picture features the tree folk. Or shit. The, well, you already said it's a tree we folk. The, the, the tree picture folk. features <laughs> eyes on a tree. It gets better with the more colors that you have out. Throne of Eldraine? I cannot think of a single tree folk from Throne of Eldraine. You're going to kick yourself when you don't. Oh, if I'm kicking myself right now. <laughs> Yeah, because it's 25,000 EDH <laughs> reptiles. I don't. Uh, and there isn't much more I can guess, you know? Um, holy moly. It's silly. It's a good one. It's definitely a good one. Um. <laughs> You're doing your prep, your pre-prep, putting your hands over your face, trying to think. All right, let me try it all again. 25,000 25, EDH Rectex has only seen one printing. It comes from Throne of Eldraine. Its wide-reaching roots draw more than water. The main feature of this card is better with the more colors that you have on the battlefield. Or Matt in play. And the picture features... Trees and eyes, a pair of 25, eyes. Twenty-five thousand. Okay, so let's let's start. Is is this card? Is this card a mythic? Wrong, 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 wrong. There's strike one. There's a lot more rares to pick. And more than likely, it's a rare, but it definitely could be an uncommon. So is this card? You're trying sure to decide how to, which one to pick. <laughs> I doubt it's a common. I doubt it's a common. It's better with multiple colors in play that you control. I am I to be honest with you, I'm so surprised that that doesn't give it away. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the part where I'm like, what? <laughs> I think you're getting I think almost my clue of it being an L drain is what's throwing you off. Cause now you're like trying to specifically think of what was in that set. No, I mean like I knew tree folk. I don't know I don't know what would help with multiple colors. That that's that's the one that's like that's not helping me, but I know it's key. If yes. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, I, that's the thing. Some things is you get caught up on like. It's I don't want to walk you through because I think if I, <laughs> if I if I started walking you through a little bit, but it's think things are getting you hung up on certain things, or is it just think of it in a broad sense? In the text, does this reference each color? So, like, green, black, red, blue, white? Wrong, 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 wrong! Okay. Um, so, more than, so, more than likely, it's going to get, like, a plus one, plus one, 
her, but that's not good enough to be put in 25,000 decks. I'm sorry, number two. This is going long. Um, <laughs> I was actually, the funny thing is, as you're doing that, I was thinking, I'm like, I could cut out the parts where you're just thinking, you know? There's a lot that I could actually cut out where you're just sitting there thinking and make it shorter. Get, but then the, the reason why I don't do that is because I want it to show legitimately, like, there's no, like, things yeah. we're cutting out, yeah, you know, unless there's sense. a problem. Um, Behind the curtains. I... Wowzers. Why, why can't I think of this? What's the bonus? What's the better? <laughs> um, Tonaville Drain, 25,000 decks. That's also, like, it should just, like, pop. That's so many decks. Um, I think the thing is, is because it's so recent, you don't realize that it's in that many decks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. Does this, does the the better give it a power toughness adjustment? Hello, boobies. Okay, so it's power toughness boosting. I can't believe that would put it into 25,000 fucking decks. That's insane. Um, It's not like utility, but maybe... Maybe it's doing something else. It's wide-reaching roots draw more than water. See, it's funny because like you read keep reading the flavor text it isn't going to help you because you already know it's a tree folk that was kind of the yeah, yeah. the is hint there okay is it's um is it is it's converted mana cost six or more wrong 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 cheap. that's three wrong right yep three okay okay let's let's try and get part of the name in there is is tree folk in the name of the card? Wrong, 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 wrong. Ooh, Larry, one more. One so more. Tree folk that doesn't have the name tree folk in it. So I might not even remember that it has that it's a tree folk. I know. That's what I was. I'm. I'm concluding. Let's say once I gave clue two, I was like, that might be. You might not realize because that's why I was saying that I think the tree folk is oh, hanging you up. No. Nope, nope, nope. I got it. I got it. Holy shit. Holy shit. You just got to get the name if you got it. <laughs> you get the wrong name. Yeah, I'm down to... So, okay. So, it's colorless green, uh, white, and star star for as many colors as you control. And it taps. It has vigilance taps for as much mana as you control. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. That doesn't help <laughs> that I'm, like, right here. How did that... How did that... I, I'm just curious. How did you get to... How did that all of a sudden click into your head um it sucks that you're on four right now (laughs) i i don't know it just like just trying to picture uh tree folk and like couldn't think of anything uh and then it just kind of popped into my head and i was like oh no i love this card (laughs) yeah that's what i was like you we've specced on this card um Holy I think this moly. is in our top 10 also. Holy moly. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely a big spec card for us. I have it in Rianne. I have it in a bunch of cards. Or a bunch of decks. 
my dog. Here you have a Taka tap dancer yeah, out there because yeah, yeah. you got we, all, all you got excited. And he got excited. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Larry's uh, getting it. He's getting close, but he can't get the name. It'd be crazy if you can't get the name. Although we had said in the beginning, you get everything else. The name is not coming there. I don't know what we do with that. We might have to adjust that. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I still have nothing for a name. Um, I'm not Tree even Folk is up. not in the name. He got... I mean, I, you didn't ask no, the no, questions. No. I'm I, not going to confirm it I, have it. I have, I have the entire card in my head, except for the name. Because what card is it like? That was I was thinking about doing oh, this glue. Bloom tender. Yeah. Yeah, but I didn't do that because I was like, that'll give it. A, I was actually going to say something like, does a similar thing to a very popular card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't That'd have be worked. A shit one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to be exactly that. I was going to word it a little better than that, but that was my, uh, try to give it art a picture or the, give you an idea of what the picture is about, what the text is about, and then where it's from. Those are my typical. That, I mean, God, this is a good one. Why can't I think of? Yeah. We'll, we'll have to figure out. <clears throat> Cause he got to come up with the name. So I'm curious because we had when we did this when we weren't giving out prizes, uh, we had said if you got everything but the name, I'd give you the initial stuff. But yeah. I can't give you that clue. We don't. Yeah. What you know? What moving forward after this? This is kind of like an on on air production meeting. If you can name everything that the card does, casting costs, um, power toughness, what it does. Then you can get the initial clue if you can't get the name. How does that sound? You're not going to get it here. Yeah, but yeah, it, we didn't have that free. Right, but that's how we move it going forward because we had kind of had that rule when it was freebie when we were just doing yeah. it for fun. I'm so I think that's okay what we'll that. do for moving forward. Is that uh, and I'll make sure to mention that uh, if you get everything casting cost creature. What, what it does and power toughness, I can give you the initials. I shouldn't say power and toughness because it could be an enchantment or something. So just casting costs. If I can what just it explain is, the card. Right. Then yeah. you get the initials. Yeah. Um, Jeez. I'm... I, I think I'm okay just saying that I can't can't get it. I can't conjure it in my head. I'm I'm okay saying that. All right, so Mark, you win, buddy. Now here I'm gonna give you the initials. This might help. F E. Damn it, Fabro Elder. Yeah. Oh, uh, that was a, that was a tough one, dude. That was... Oh darn it! <laughs> yeah, good job, nice job, Mark. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so moving forward, because I haven't, I didn't, couldn't figure out how to do this because you have done this before, where you couldn't get, you get everything that the card does, you just can't 
pull the name like just now, giving you the initials that should have been a win for you. From now on, if you can name the casting cost, what type of card it is and what it does, then I will give you the initials. So that's a freebie clue that just comes in because you know what the card is. You just can't think of the name. Yeah. So that's moving forward. But in this this case, Mark, you win the Tefiri. Oh. We are going to have to think of a new prize for next week, which is going to be actually tonight. Or Jake is going to be our next one that's trying to stump you. Jacuzzi is going to try to stump you. So we start all over again. We suck again. <laughs> Nice job. That was nice tough job. though. I, I'm in, I'm impressed that all of a sudden it came to you when it did, but I was I was thinking the adding how many how many colors you had helped what was going to get you to tr- I thought that's where the, what was going to get you to get it instead of me saying the sets. But in turn the tree folk thing kind of threw you off, right? I mean, or in the decks like what kind of threw you off? I I I think thinking that it was just green and not multicolored I think that was part of it. Um, I think it, uh, like that was that middle one was a really good clue and it just wasn't coming to me. Um, and then the last one, like it helped, it was a good one, but for some reason it just wasn't coming to me. Like throne of Eldraine, tree folk like tree folk generally are kind of coming a grove and that's just like a one-off and being like with the name fae burrow i think that because fae is like fairies mm-hmm. and so like i wasn't even anywhere near that in my head mm-hmm. so it it's like it's referencing fairies, but it's a tree folk. It was multicolored when I only guessed the one. I, I think there was a lot of nice tricky things right there that uh, didn't come through in my head. Well, I'm impressed that you finally got to there. Just couldn't get the name. As soon as you got the initials, boom, you got it. So I, I so moving forward, that'll work out nice because I think I, I was trying to figure out because there's got to be a way that you know the card. You just can't come yeah. up with the name, and yeah. I think that'll help with that. And it still may stump you, but at that point, you almost kind of get the win because you knew what it was at that point. Um, But that's not what we had beforehand, so that is not what we're doing. So, all right. So you also can submit uh, your stumps. If you are a part of the Discord, you can direct message me, or you can shoot us an email. Lowry does not check the emails unless I'm like, hey, Lowry, check the email. So you can shoot me an email if you're not a part of the Discord. So that is how you're going to submit stuff. We'll have a new prize uh, starting next week. So Jake will be the one that uh, tries to get that. And now we move on to this. Perhaps play a little game called Just a Tip. Just for a second, just to see how it feels. Or, ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. You know what's funny is we started that, um, what, 15 minutes? So it was almost a... That was almost a... That was a while. That was a good you, half hour. You might hour. have to cut out some of that stuff then. <laughs> yeah. Especially, Especially since, since I he, didn't get it. Right. That, yeah, that one I'm probably going to cut up a little bit so I can cut out the blanks, but... <laughs> Cut off the blanks. Uh, all right. So what are we what are we uh, talking about today? What is the topic for just the tips today? Just be fucking aggressive. Don't care what you play. Just be just play good cards. And you will lose every game. That is my. <laughs> that is I your do. motto. <laughs> so I, have you ever been always the target? Have you always died first? <laughs> 
Well, here's some tips for you. Who's setting this segment up? We we never do that. (laughs) Not like that. Oh, it's Jeff Foxworthy. That was my Jeff Foxworthy. (laughs) (laughs) You might be a redneck if... (laughs) You might be the arch enemy if you always play your crater hoof and blah, 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 cyclonic rift on turn six before there's even actually a threat on the table. All right. So if if you're wasting resources, you're you're a redneck, I guess. You might be, you might be the arch enemy. Uh, All right. So yeah, that could be true. That makes sense. So, uh, we're just going to kind of go through some like tips, I guess, of maybe when you should become the arch enemy and when not to do it. This is just kind of, we don't really have like a format for just kind of open oh, discussion. Don't. Okay. Yeah. I almost always am the arch enemy. <laughs> and I, I think and, what and it is, I'm... Larry, is people know that you won't get mad when they attack you. So <laughs> most no. of the time, no. It's attack okay. a smith is the problem with yeah. ours. No, no, no. It's so part of it is for me and self-fulfilling prophecies and all that stuff. Like I get targeted with the random stuff when nobody there isn't any threat, which in turn makes me feel like I need to just play really powerful cards, which makes people target, target me more, <laughs> which means that I need to play more powerful stuff that and then like it always makes me the scary person until i run out of resources which also makes it so like i want to be able to ramp and draw a ton of cards and if i'm not drawing a ton of cards then i'm just going to run out of resources and so but at that same time like everything that i'm doing is making me an arch enemy before i'm even the arch enemy Mm-hmm. which makes it really tough to win a game. Uh, basically what you, you personally have to do, and this might fit for a lot of people in play groups. Like if you're the target off the bat is the games that you win, you kind of take control right away. You get ahead of everybody. Yeah. I wouldn't say take control. You, you're just ahead of everybody right away. Yeah. And that's, yep. A lot of how your deck building is, is a lot of, we've talked about it before, a lot of ramp really early. You're always probably at least double, if not triple, by the time we get to mid-game lands. By the time we get to turn two, you're at least about seven land. No, no, no. But generally, I, I do have probably two to three mana that I can put into my pool more than you guys. General. What I'm, I'm kind of realizing as we're doing this talk is this is more of a discussion of how to not be like Lowry and get yes. killed. <laughs> no, just no, because here, here's the thing though. No, this is actually like legitimately like um, you're good at ramp, which can be seen as a bad thing if you're ramping too hard. Yeah. You're also really good. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're also really good at assessing when a player is starting to do their thing. Yeah. And so you remove sure. that thing before the thing actually starts, the wheels start actually happening. So what ends up happening is that player gets pissed. Yes. <laughs> so immediately you become the target for that one player. Absolutely. And then you have the rest of the the board dealing with, uh, our, is, is Lara really the more powerful one? 
yeah, he neutralized that person now, but now he has so much more land, blah, blah, blah. So, but the, the thing is, is you have to do it that way. And, and you're really good at uh, doing the spot removal. This is turning into a. Oh, good for you. Segment hot, for Lowry. <laughs> okay. So like there, I have seen conversations. I want to say I've seen Dana Roach discuss this on Twitter a little bit. And this is year maybe a year or two ago but um it's it's about powering down the decks and making or, it a conscious choice yes and you have to get the shit beat out of you for a while <laughs> to realize that for, for people to realize it. like you know what lowry's not that good or or just like his decks aren't there anymore or there's like some type of balance mm-hmm. We have done that by removing the yes. tutors, but that's kind of our play group yep. play. And it is interesting when we go to other play groups, removing those tutors, removing those infinite combos, infinite combos you just remove because it's just like, it's just like a, you know, like yeah, you're building, yeah, building, I mean, building. It's, it's like a, for us and that's fine. It's like, just it's an orgasm. And then it just all of a sudden ends. Like, it's just like, well, that wasn't exciting. It's just all of a sudden over. But, <laughs> um, that's we've removed those from our place, but that doesn't mean everybody else does. So it's interesting yeah. when we get into other play groups and you're like, Oh shit. Okay. These are in play and it just makes them that much more powerful. Um, I wouldn't say tuning down. Cause I don't think you purposely tune down your deck, but I think it's more of knowing when to play things. Like you may have the optimal play of going, Turn one into soul ring into sensei's top into this and this and that. You do that, you are the target yes. from the beginning, yep. right there. Yep. But if you wait a turn or two, maybe play turn one sensei's top and then let everybody else go around, and then you're like, okay, now soul ring on turn three or something like knowing, even though holding back doesn't seem very optimal, it is in the long run to not become the target because when you're going against three players. Uh, early mid game ish, you're gonna get your ass kicked most of the time. Like you're gonna get brought down, and you're gonna get your legs yeah. cut off. Yep. Is what happens. Um, and I so think, I, I and and I think the big thing there too is it's when when you're the beginning arch enemy at the be, like at the beginning, I do think you have to power down the deck and get the shit beat out of you for a while before you can bring it back up. <laughs> That just doesn't sound like fun. Like it it's doesn't like sound. Yeah, no, it doesn't. So that's why I kind of just get your shit beat. And... <laughs> then just always go up. Mana screwed. Mana screwed. Mana screwed. You know, like you can you can just play different cards, and and it's. But I think what you do a really good job of is making sure you're not doing soul ring turn one, generally or mana crypt. Like you I will do it, can, but <laughs> I will do but it. I, but it's the the idea that you don't have to and don't want to at mm-hmm. certain times, and that's kind of maybe more of what we want to actually talk about is when, like, when you're building, do would you hold on to a turn one Birds of Paradise versus a Soul Ring? Like, or are you, but birds of paradise wouldn't seem as threatening. Soul rings a little different. Um, I would, I, I typically would try to play like, I mean, there's so many monorocks out there now and it seems like because of our mulligan rule too, it makes it a little easier for people to hit that. 
not mulligan, our starting hand rule mm-hmm. where we did mm-hmm. the we, we've been playing that, you know, eight, nine, ten, ten, or whatever, or eight, nine, nine, ten for draw wise. We started that like two years ago around yeah, the Ronald Drain. I was playing it around, uh, playing at uh, number two's house. Uh, yeah. And it just works out to be even the playing field. But so yeah. there's a lot more turn one soul rings that I see. Uh, so that's not necessarily the case. I guess more of where I'm talking is like when you're in that turn four, between turn four and turn seven or turn eight of not playing that card that is going to turn all three of them to like, you're trying to win the game there. You're trying to win the game there. You better be damn sure that you have answers to what's about to happen to you because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're, you have three other players that have a hand as well. And what they're going to do is try to knock you down. They're going to try to neutralize you. If not just completely end your game. Uh, so a lot of times what I do in those cases is I'm like, okay, we're at turn four. I assess what's going on with the, the, the battlefield. There's a lot going on. Like I would say the first game at number two's house, I had to get creatures out because I was just being attacked. Cause it was just kill a Smith, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's what it is. But in, in, in where everybody else is building game, I go more for, okay, I'm going to keep building up. I'm not going to play the thing that's going to make me the target that looks like, oh, he's starting to make his combo happen, his pieces. So I'm going to ramp a little bit more. I'm going to I'm going to take that little damage I get from this one player because they're the only one that has creatures out and just keep ramping a little bit. So sure. you start building to optimize your mid late game plays. Uh it, my my thought here is like when do you come out of becoming the arch enemy at what point do you go okay now it's time to take that step you know and for me and that's where i kind of wanted to pick your brain yeah i was just gonna say no i mean i think there is because there's always those decisions it depends on what's on your hand so like think about this let's go back to july last time i played with you guys and i played essex and I had all of you guys sacrificing your lands and creatures by turn. I think it was turn four or five. Like the game was over. It was game over. Pretty. You're all salty still. And that's fine. (laughs) But like, why, why did I do that? Like, cause you had the win on table and you had us locked down. Like there's nothing we could do about it. But, but there were were turns where I had to set it up and with you guys now seeing Essex play, you're probably going to spot removal Essex as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, like there was the point where I had to make the decision. So, oops. And I, I had um, Nev, the green blue legend that doubled the amount of tokens that came into play. So I, I played that or I could have played Rashad and footpad, which is the one that made you all sacrifice this stuff. Mm-hmm. I could have played that a turn earlier into the tokens, which would have made you guys just do like four instead of eight because of the doubling of tokens. And so I had to set that up going like, okay, I'm not, I haven't shown a lot of tokens so far. Um, I don't have any real protection. Normally I like to have protection, but I'm not going to sit around and wait for protection either. Yeah. But I, if I have protection in hand, I, I do want to set that up before I start playing the really your important main, pieces your like main Essex pieces. Yep. or the, the token doublers. 
Um, maybe you have it in hand and maybe you need to wait a turn or two for that, like a heroic intervention or whatever as well. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a really good point there. Uh, let me just pause you on that because that's, that's an excellent point because that's something that I sometimes had trouble with. And in years, recent years, I tend to go that route where, Hey, I could get this, this happening, like get my commander out, get the piece out, but I have no protection. I have this protection in my hand. I have two mana that I just need two more mana. I need two more turns, but I just want to get this out as quick as possible. Yeah. But the thing is, is waiting those two extra turns, you build up and then you get it out. And then somebody's like, ah, oh, kill spell. And you're like, nope, actually, like you said, heroic inter- intervention. You're set, heroic you know, no erection. <laughs> yeah, baby. No, I, and I, and I agree, but I think again, it's game state. Like, do you have it in hand? Do you want to bluff it? I generally don't try and bluff it because it's, no, it's a either. lightning rod. It's going to happen. If, if, if that's what's going to make your deck hum and I don't have the protection for it, I'm either, it's one of those, like, do you have cyclonic rift or not? Do, yeah. does somebody have the removal or am <laughs> I, I just literally going to say that? Thing? I was going to say, if I have seven mana open and, and I'm a blue player and I'm playing with Lowry, I tap it just to make sure that Lowry doesn't just attack me because he thinks I have cyclonic rift. No, yeah. I'm just yeah. I don't actually do that. But <laughs> if you see that, you just assume that that person has cyclonic rift. Yep. And so like, what what you want to do or see if you can recover from it you know removal is much you can bait that as much as you can counter spells and stuff like that but at the same time like i'm going to shoot my shot mm-hmm. and and tr- and try and force the game to move forward i i'm not somebody that sits back and so i definitely am perceived as as somebody that can be really aggressive I attack mm-hmm. people at the beginning of games. Like if you're open, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And that also makes you an arch enemy, even though you're not, you know, there's mm-hmm. plenty of people that are like, you hit me for one life at the beginning of the game. I'm going to get you. And you're like, <laughs> well, that was a bad play. You know? <laughs> that, that happens. Yeah. Um, but you should be attacking, but yes, I, I think I will, sit back more times than you would sit back on some things. I'm just like, uh, cause you'll, you'll leave yourself open to get an attack in because you're like, well, they're open. But then what happens is then the other players are like, well, Lowry's open and he's a Smith. So we got to kill him. So it get does Lowry. happen. It, that definitely happens, but it does. There are other, if people aren't being aggressive, they also don't necessarily want to open themselves up for anything. Mm-hmm. They can they can still go like, okay, whoever Lowry attacked is open. Lowry is now open, but do I want Lowry's thing to come at me or the next player that didn't do anything? Like they're sitting back, so you're still open for the crackback. Even and so if that forces somebody to be aggressive towards me, I'm fine with it game state wise because it's moving the game forward. I'm right. also fine with that. Like, yeah, if if I can move the game forward, I'm happy. If if there's a stalled game, I'm not enjoying that. Yeah. I don't enjoy going like draw, land, go, and then everybody doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't. That's not enjoyable for me personally. So I'm going to force game states that I enjoy, where people I like to make people squirm. I like people. It it is a little kind of like when somebody's like, oh shit, look what Lowry just did, like. It's like, oh yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. I or, did some shit. Yeah. I did something. Mean? Somebody stood up when Larry did something. Like, yeah. I, I hate those games where I don't do anything yeah. and still win. That's not fun for me. You know, yeah, even uh, if I win. That is the, uh, how many times has that happened? The oh. neutralized one that screwed over in the beginning, mana flooded, mana screwed, and they end up winning because everybody just feels bad for that person. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, one thing I, I do want to mention is that how you're talking about playing things, a lot of, and that's also styles, I guess, because mine is, we've talked about that before, is my style of play is a, like, it's building up, building up, building up. I got this piece going on and then this piece going on. And once this goes and then boom, it all happens. And then game over win right there. Yeah. Um, a lot of times how I do that when I play is I play the least threatening piece first. I make the least obvious, but there is a plan. And what a lot of times happens is I get this fucking huge, nice plan where it's my next turn. I'm going to win the game. Mm-hmm. And then the whole board gets blown up, not even realizing it's not because my stuff's out there. But the thing that happens with that is that I do not become the target that I was about to go off on something. You know what I'm saying? Like if, mm-hmm. if I had the pieces and people can see it and then they blew up the board, they still know I'm the threat. So I always play the least threatening pieces out first. And I put the game winner. That's obvious. Oh, yep. That's where that's the game winner there that comes in last. And normally that's, and that's just the different play styles of, of how we do this too, is that mm-hmm. uh, normally that's how I do things is it's, what is it when you're building it all on top of each other? Like it's a uh, cog. Is that what I'm like? So one, one thing, and that's different play styles between me and you as well is not saying that you don't do anything when you're doing that. It just doesn't affect the board as much. And so if Correct. it does get blown up, you're kind of like, well, I just wasted a lot of resources with not doing as much as I would have liked to do. Mm-hmm. And so to whereas like, I know that I'm getting blown up. So I'm going to go like powerful piece, powerful piece, do some cool stuff. Maybe not as powerful as it could be, but I'm moving the game state forward. Mm-hmm. And then boom, my thing is gone. Cause I'm already expecting my stuff to go away anyway. <laughs> See, and I guess that's where it's a little different too, is that I'm holding the most powerful piece. And so when everything blows up, I'm like, yeah. okay, time to keep building to get to this piece again. You know, I have the piece still in my hand. Um, yeah. I, okay. So. And that makes sense, right? For both, for both of us, what, what mm-hmm. we're doing. And the other thing, like how I like to deck build is I do like to play in the graveyard a bit too. Again, yes, you're very good knowing, at using the graveyard. Yeah, knowing that I'm going to have my stuff blown up to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And so if I can't interact with my graveyard to get pieces back, then I'm in trouble as well. And mm-hmm. so having something that allows me to go into the graveyard allows me to be a bit more aggressive with my more powerful pieces. Okay, so we got all that out. Now, let's just talk about kind of what I hinted at before. When do you flip the switch? Yours, it sounds like your switch is flipped as soon as turn one starts. <laughs> Fairly quick. I, yeah. I do want to, because that's what happened with Essex. Even though I waited a little bit, I knew if if it got back to me after I played out the uh, Nev, the, the token doubler, if it got back to me, I was like, I'm winning. Mm-hmm. 
and there wasn't anything you guys could do about it. And um, if I didn't do it, then I could maybe do it, you know, like looking at how people's lands are tapped. And again, if there's nothing you can do about it, just force it. Yeah. My, again, that's in my opinion. Um. So, and then there are other times where like, if I don't have shit, I do sit back, <laughs> but I'm still playing the most powerful right. piece. Yeah. But like, I just know that what I have in my hand just isn't going to work together and it's not going to be good. And if I don't get there, I'm just going to get crushed. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. We just have, it's cool. Like, that's what I like about commander with stuff is like, we just have different play styles of it. Cause it's like, I am a sit back and just build and build and don't, I don't blow my load. I just kind of sit there, start just building, building up. Oh, it all gets destroyed, whatever, whatever, trying to defend myself. But a lot of it is if it's, if you're not there, then I don't have my other buffer of somebody, a Smith taking heat. So I'll, you know, I have to get, that's a different thing with us is we yeah. have to build so that it's, we have a little bit more of a defense in there that at least making it hindering to attack us. Yeah. Um, I guess when I flip the switch, one thing I, I'd like to give a tip on is that if you have a possibility of taking out a player, take out the one that is the most threatening to you. Uh, not necessarily the one that's the strongest, because the strongest one that's on the the, the battlefield, my, my, when I assess threats, it's how many cards they have in their hand and the battlefield. Because if they have a lot of cards in their hand and only a couple things on the battlefield that's my threat because they have the most things that they could do. Mm -hmm. uh, unless the, the battlefield of somebody just can kill me in that one turn. So when you flip that switch and you become the arch enemy, try to take out somebody. If you can, if you're not knocking the whole table down and killing everybody at once, try to at least get rid of one of those threats because once they all three turn towards you and go, fuck that guy, it's harder to handle three of them. If you have two decks you're dealing with, it's obvious. I mean, it's just numbers. Yeah. So, that's, that's normally I do I do the opposite on that too, knowing that it's not the right play, but I try and keep people even mm -hmm. so that I do the same, but that's not when I'm turning yeah. into the threat. Like I kind of just do it. That, that oh that's that kind of this is why Unless it's I completely I open take, discussion here. It, as, if I can totally take out the table in two turns, then sure. Yeah. But if I'm just going like, okay, I could really hurt this person and or kill them and leave these other two people at 20 plus life. Or I could take the whole table down to 15. I'm going to take the choice to go 15 for everybody, which, which pisses off the whole table. But that's what I also do it as does. well. Yeah. But it uh, creates some really fun gain states in my opinion. That That's one thing that we've talked about before is I don't like taking out, especially early on in a game, if it's under an hour already, yeah. you know, I don't want to take out a player because I don't want them to sit there for freaking three hours unless it looks like the game's about to end. Uh, so I do this similar thing where it's even, where I'm like, okay, what's your life at? What's your life at? Oh, who looks more powerful? You're going to take that damage. You're going to do that. But when it comes to like, you're now the target for all three. At that point, I'm like, I'm trying to end the game. I'm removing players from the game. I, if I can continue doing what I'm doing, we need to get rid of players because when in doubt, take out a player. Did you when mean to not, rhyme? No. Did I rhyme? When there? in doubt, take them out. 
Oh, <laughs> I was like, that didn't rhyme at all. When in doubt, hey, that's a good one. When in doubt, take them out. No, but if, if you can, you take out a player because that's just one less person you're dealing with, one less deck. Um, yeah, that's just, but I don't like to do it early. Like you said, I normally how we do things, we even it out, which might not be the nicest thing, but it actually might be smart early on because you're doing little bits by little bits. You're giving that, that it's almost like that dice roll where you're like, I'm not attacking you. I'm rolling the dice. I mean, even in odds, it's you or him. I'm not doing it. I didn't. (laughs) I do. Okay. So there's two things that I do want to address as well in this thinking is I just, I don't know if you do this, but me, I despise the idea of playing cards that people don't want to remove. Have you heard this at all in deck? So they're going like, uh, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll offer up like, hey, I like this card. Um, you could put this here. And, and then they go, oh, this is something that they won't remove right away. And it's just like, I don't, like, if it works in the deck, it works in the deck. Don't worry about your stuff getting blown up because your shit's going to get blown up. For sure. And and sometimes you're going to just have to play more powerful cards, but play it because you like it, not because you're worried about it getting blown up. That, that Everything. The, the everything's thinking, gonna get <laughs> everything yeah, the gets thinking blown up that oh this isn't good enough to eat removal frustrates me oh i see it's almost yeah. like down powering your deck in a way because yeah. Yeah. you're not playing the best card that could be there even though you're like that's going to be the target let's play this one instead it's but it's the reasoning like if you want to play the card that's okay but if you're playing it because you don't want your stuff blown up that's frustrating yeah because your shit's going to get blown up. <laughs> your, yeah, your stuff's going to get blown up. It's going to go away. You either need to figure out ways to protect it or bring it back or, you know, play around it. But mm-hmm. I don't like the idea. And that's where, like, I go, okay, I could choose these two. I want to play this one. But I never go, this one's not going to eat removal. So I'll play this one. Yeah, like, and so no, I have, maybe yeah, that, never done that, that before, also but yeah. hurts me as well. But if it fits the deck, totally works. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about just going like, well, this is a less powerful card. This isn't as good. And so I'm going to play it because nobody wants to remove it. It's kind of like, <sighs> that's a frustrating mindset for me. Yeah. So. And I think there was hey, another thing I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, two points. I don't remember. Two points. I don't remember. It's gone. Faber or Elder? <laughs> uh, um. Um, okay. I had the last things I had on my list for things is when you turn on the switch, basically, like we talked about earlier about protection, having that protection for when you flip it. And that's the thing. Maybe it might take you an extra turn. You might be able to do it and not protect your thing. But if you're wanting this to go off and you have it in hand, like the, like heroic intervention, but you need that extra mana or whatever, take that extra turn. Don't, as long as you're not looking like the threat there, take that extra turn. Um, and then just have a plan. I mean, when shit goes down, when you flip into that, it's all three of them trying to figure out and work deals and politics come in and all that stuff. And it's all against you. So have your plan of when to do it. Uh, I just, my biggest thing with 
becoming the arch enemy is I try to do it towards the end. I try not to be the one that looks the most powerful. And when I do, I take a deep breath because shit's coming. Cause that's, <laughs> you just gotta be ready for it. And like you just said, don't be wor- like, sometimes you just go for it and see if people have that answer, you know? And if yeah. you end the game there, then you guys start a new game. If you don't, you lose. You started. The thing is, is your deck is doing what it's meant to do. If you're going off and becoming the arch enemy, your deck's doing what it's supposed to do, and that's the fun of the game. Yeah, you yeah. got your sure. deck to work, and that's that's the key. I used to be so focused, and we talked about this precast when we in our early commander days. I used to be so focused on winning, and now it's more of I just want my deck to do its thing. One one thing that I do like to do protection wise that we're you know that we're talking about i like my protection cheap mm. you know like three mana and under if i can get away with it um you like to use those like goat skin condoms right your protection really cheap i'm not from greece that's <laughs> where they were I plastic think, I believe bag. they were they were invented back then no my dick's not that big <laughs> a, a little sandwich bag a little candy bag <laughs> still not that big <laughs> We're hung like field mouses, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> lady and gentlemen. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so, but like, I like dense foliage for that reason in green. Um, you know, you can, uh, isn't that a curated MTG? It, it you is. can, you can check out that video on the link above. So like ghostly prison propaganda, like those are all at three. If you're going to instant speed, I want to go like one and two to be able to protect one or a few things like Teferi's protection. Teferi's right protection. There. What you, that's yeah, three. Yeah. But that protects like everything. Every you. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like three is at that point. Um. But like asceticism at five for green tends to be a lot or privileged position. Um. But those you, are also permanents out, which help out a bit. Yeah. Yeah. They do. But like five. If you have that sitting in your hand, you're talking about like, okay, I gotta I gotta play that at five, and then I wanna play my commander or my stuff I wanna protect afterwards, which is like one to two turns different than a three mana. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's again, when if you want to be more aggressive, you try and find those lower CMC angles that allow you to be aggressive quicker. So what's happening here is blue players are going, oh, like counterspell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fuck you, counterspell. Number two, I'm talking to you. <laughs> they get to do everything for cheap. Oh, oh you got that? that I'll you got allow that, uh, it. You got that eight mana spell that's going to win you the game right now? I'm going to... Counterspell. Counterspell. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. That would that would have screwed me on uh, when I won the one game... Uh, uh, number two is the Rise of the Dark Realms. That's mm-hmm. the only time that Rise of the Dark Realms for me has resolved because every other time I've cast that card, counterspell. Fuck! <laughs> That's a lot of goddamn mana! <laughs> just time-walked me. Oh, man. It's just terrible. All right. Uh, okay. Well, now I got to get to it. Move all the way back over and. <laughs> now, you, now you just sound like you're doing a, a news thing. Like, <laughs> extra, extra. <laughs> I don't even know where it is. Okay, here we go. Too, not too loud. 
Excuse me. I believe you have my stapler. Fight. <laughs> Very nice. Staple versus. All right. So we had Staple versus last week. And surprisingly, we finally hit a milestone for YouTube where we now can do community polls on YouTube. And we started our first one with Staple versus. Uh, so we had up, what do we have? Swords to Plowshares against Path to Exile. Um, where do you think Swords to Plowshare? I'm assuming crushed. Yes, it did. Uh, Discord voted 80% to 20%. YouTube voted 71% to 29%. Twitter voted 74% to 26%, and that grand total equaled 74% of the votes went to Swords, and 26% went to Path. Crushed. Is that where you had it? Were you thinking Swords? Uh, That's where I was starting, and then when we talked about Mono Ramp and stuff, I was kind of like, eh. I could, I could, I could see path fitting in there a little bit, like using it on your own stuff and all that. But most of the time, I would pick swords in my. Yeah, like vacuum swords is probably just better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think path has some fun stuff that you can do with it that we brought up. Like, you can stop people from searching. You can maybe have like a Zozu the Punisher to have them have land deal them damage. You can uh, ramp yourself. I I feel like Path to Exile is probably a more fun card, but Swords is just better. The life gain is negligible. Yeah. Session Commander. Yeah. All right. So what do we have for this week? What are our two staple verses? Lightning Greaves versus mm. Swiftfoot Boots. Mm. All right. Are we gonna do are we gonna do that different angle? All right, we can. Let's so well, okay. because it's not going to always be this way. But in this one, it in this won't. case, we are on each on a different side. I think I strongly, uh, I will probably be on the losing side, but maybe uh, uh people will prove me wrong. But I, okay. preference wise, this is the one that when I'm building a deck, and a lot of times this has happened, I only really want one of the equipments. I always choose this one, and in this case, for me, it is lightning greaves. Uh, so lightning greaves, what it is, it's two colorless. Uh, equipment, equip creature has haste, shroud, equip zero. Um, yeah. And then swift whip boots, which would be your it's choice. Two colorless, one to equip, and it gives haste and uh, hexproof. So very similar, but... Everything's you know, pretty similar to this. The, the Hexproof versus shroud right. and equip cost one versus zero. That, those are your big things right there, right? So again, hang on a second. I am drinking a... Elysian, the Great Pumpkin Imperial Pumpkin Ale. Boop. Now I can actually show it on camera, unlike That's my first out of, uh, beer. Nebraska. Is it? Yeah. Omaha. Very Lincoln. nice. I like Elysian. Uh, it says Seattle, Washington. What? What am I thinking of? It doesn't God, matter. Cameras don't matter. All right. <sighs> you didn't even have it. Okay. Ooh. Um. Okay, that's so good. that's what we're going to probably debate. I mean... We both, the the haste is really nice, right? Either one of them. Right. Uh, I, the, the, the debate is the zero cost compared to being able to target your own creatures. So the, the hindrance that comes in with lightning greaves is if you only have your one creature out and you play lightning greaves, you attach it right away. 
Now, if you want to put anything on that creature or target your creature, you cannot do it to your own creature unless you have a second creature out. Then you can move it around for free. Where Swift Boots is nice is you attach it to your creature for one, which is very cheap, but it's still one. You can still target your creature, so you can still put more things on it. You can add uh, auras. You can add in... Um, other equipment, other equipment. You, can, you can target it to like if somebody is trying to do give it indestructible yeah i was gonna say board wipe and all that stuff so you can actually growth it who the fuck wants to board wipe no no I'm everybody <laughs> wants to board wipe. we just talked about it <laughs> but and again that's, and that's what i don't like about greaves is like moving it makes sense like yeah that's that's an easy pass off but you're opening up your creature to that removal it has to be instant speed and somebody has to have it in hand, but you're still opening it up versus like hexproof. You just like, you stack it on there and you're fine. So I guess the other part of it is there's some combo stuff that you can do with Greaves, not necessarily combo combo, but the cards that allow you to move your uh, equipment at instant speed, lightning Greaves becomes a protection for all your creatures at that point for any spot removal, because then you're, you're you're not having to pay one to move it. Pay one and move so it. Pay, you run out of mana. Yeah, that sounds it, right. Yeah, something like that. So it's one of the white cards, but this allows you to move. I think there's two cards at this point now that allow you to do it. Wasn't there a recent one that was printed? I don't know. I I don't want to dig into that right now. But that is an option there. But the other part of it is is it's a play style thing here too. As we kind of precast talked about how we were changing this up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. I typically don't stack things on my creature unless it's a Voltron type deck. Uh, and so lightning grease becomes my only like, Hey, I'm giving this creature haste and protection attacking with it. Now I'm moving this over to my most important creature after my attack phase. And now it's protected. Whereas you on the other hand will add things to your creature or target your own creatures typically. Right. Is that what I, I think that's the big thing for me is like that shroud really kind of turns me off. I don't play a lot of stuff with shroud um, for those reasons. And like you're saying, like the one mana is one mana, but it's negligible for me. Like generally, like I'm willing to wait that one turn because of the haste. If it didn't have haste, that no, Uh, that'd be, that's not good enough. But having haste versus like, playing it out and not having it like that's fine. Right. But versus a lightning greaves, I do totally get what you're saying about just like being able to just switch it over because I don't know how much you really utilize the haste really nicely on the lightning greaves. Yeah. And that's typically what I use the greaves for and why I have it, but yeah. And a little bit of the protection on one of the creatures, but like, you pointed out too is that I do leave it open because I'll go, all right, I just played this creature. The one I'm protecting, I like it. But what I want to do is get that creature to attack. So I move it over there, attack with that one creature that's played, then I move it back. But that time it leaves it open. It would also leave it open if it was uh the Swiftfoot boots too though. But then I'm losing two if mana to if move you're it. using it for haste for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think I and and I I find that it's kind of funny that we're talking about like two different things that are, 
Well, I was talking about how aggressive I like to be. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like, but I no, don't I like, like lightning greaves and giving my shit haste. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to sit back and turn where I'm like, <laughs> I want to get it out and go, go, go. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting, I'm sure a psychologist would really enjoy this episode. <laughs> like, what the fuck are they talking about? Who are they? <laughs> Um, this is my play style during this conversation, but during the other conversation, this is my play style. Yeah, we have split personalities. <laughs> I think what you're saying, I think though, also the other part of it is um, kind of would clear clear things up a little bit. Is a lot of my stuff is like tap abilities, you know, not necessarily doing the attacking. There's a trigger that happens, it's like not, in Daryl, where you want yes, to be able to tap and, tap and deal and the two, two damage to damage. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's more of the key of that. I don't I do like to sit back more and not be the aggressor, but I want my creature to be able to do its thing. So like in Magda, I want Magda to come out and be able to give me a treasure token immediately, you know, if I don't have my other enablers in there. Uh, and like I, I could, would say like almost every Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say a lot of, most of my decks have something where I want my commander when it comes out to do its thing that turn and not have to wait a turn. And so, um, like, with a tapping ability, I would say, like, with my Oscar deck, that, like, the recombiner, the, like, it has that ability to tap on it, but it does kind of take some mana sometimes anyway, and so you need to set it up a little bit more. But also, like, I, I have untappers in there that target. and if I So had, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so if I had Lightning Greaves on it, it, it wouldn't work. And so that gets frustrating when I'm trying to target whatever greaves is on and and i understand that you could maybe you know maybe it doesn't matter maybe you're just like okay lightning greaves do the ability move it over untap move it back like so maybe that's something that i should think about more but it's just easier to be like one swift foot i'm good Mm -hmm. yeah this would be an interesting one because I see both sides. It's just, I have in the past with a lot of my decks only chosen lightning greaves. A lot of times, a lot of times I'll try to put both of them in Yeah, but when I, I think, only want you know, the one both, choice. That's not the point of this segment. Right. Right. When, but there is a lot of times I have come across the scenario. It's lightning greaves because of that zero, that zero equip cost is big for me, but that is also because I'm not targeting my creatures a lot of times, unless it's, a deck that's made to do that. So a lot of times it's that creature. I get it out. It's doing its thing. If it is something that I'm equipping and putting a, a equipment on it, then it's that whole move it over to the other creature, equip, whatever, then move it back onto that. You know, I've done that so many times. So that's why in my head, I'm like mm-hmm. lightning grease is the, is the winner, but I can see with swift being able, if you're always attaching things to your stuff that could get annoying if you're not playing a crap ton of creatures. If you're not always having two creatures out, that can get tough. So there's that. So what do you want to vote for out there in podcast land? Me or Lowry? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the true hey, thing. If you vote for Lowry, that means you hate me. With? And if you vote for me, it means you hate Lowry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Very That's aggressive. Not- I don't <laughs> know. I'm like five beers deep at this I point. We're supposed want, to start another I don't want to there. see this. <laughs> I don't want to see this, these results. I don't want to see how many people hate me because I'm sure people will flip votes. Like I would vote for Swiftfoot, but 
a vote for Adam also says that <laughs> I hate Lowry, I'm switching. That yeah, can right. definitely happen. Or the other way around. They're like, I normally would vote for Grease, but Lowry looks sexy in that robe, so I am definitely voting for Swift Foot Boots. And Adam's a douchebag. <laughs> That's just not that added true. last part. That's not true. <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, go on uh, Twitter. Go on the Discord if you're part of the Discord. Vote there. And also YouTube. If you have already subscribed to our page, you can go to the community page, and the voting will be there. I'll announce the winners not next week, but the week after because we're taking a break because Lowry is moving. Woo! So, all right, well, that should do it for this week. We will catch you guys next week. Talk to you. See you later. No. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye. Say I love boobs. I'm talking tacos. It's so easy. I I'm pretty sure boobs. I'm bunkers for honkers. I love boobs. Thanks for the memories. I love boobs. Oh, pumpkin.